Greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 3, Episode 9, Leading Possibilities, with my special guest, Dr. Stacey Ashley. Leading possibilities. What is leading possibilities? Well, it actually lets us know that there is more than one way to lead an organization, to lead a company, to lead ourselves. Let's talk about it. And I think that more leaders, they've always been amazing leaders, right? There's, there's been that, that group of people that you look to and you go, wow, you really, you're just stepping in and you're just being a leader. And, but what I, what I feel now is that all of those attributes that should have been there and present in all leadership, more leaders are now recognizing that actually they need to up their game. Greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 3, Episode 9, with my special guest, Dr. Stacey Ashley. Dr. Stacey is a high-performance leadership and coaching expert with over 30 years' experience. Stacey has helped thousands to develop their leadership competence, confidence, and credibility. Obsessed with possibility, Stacy helps leaders to navigate the complexities of globalization, technological advancement, social interconnectivity, massively accelerating change, and a multi-generational workforce. She is the author of five number one Amazon best-selling books, including her two latest books, Power Up and Your Own Mute. Hey, welcome, Dr. Stacy. Thank you so much, Jason. I am absolutely thrilled to be back on your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much uh, for being our guest and, you know, just keep pushing forward, being everything leadership. I've looked at, you know, a lot of your stuff um, and and you definitely are on point with your leadership message. And today's uh, topic is actually uh, leadership possibilities. And so, can you tell us a little more, uh, other than what I've said about you already, you know, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, thanks, Jason. Um, I think I led my very first team on stage at the age of six. And really, I've been leading every, ever since. My whole life has really been about, about leadership in one form or another. And, um, and for the last, uh, well, a few years, let's just say a few years, I've been working with um, organisations to really help them to grow and develop even more leaders who can really lead that change and transformation space which you know let's be let's face it after the last couple of years is kind of everything you know really equipping leaders to be able to step up and lead in a way that is sustainable and relevant and um, all about not what's been but what but about creating a future and a future that we want to be part of and so um and so I speak and, and train and coach and author and do all of those things to spread the ideas that are simple and practical and easy to implement that allow people, leaders at all levels, to be able to do that. Yeah, that's excellent. And how long you say you've been doing? You say you left it at six years of age. How long have you been into the leadership development field? Oh, I mean, that's giving a lot of weight. Shall I say like 40 or 50 years? <laughs> wow. 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 Really not trying to age or anything like that. So, <laughs> but, but, but again, though, 
um, that's some powerful, that's some powerful stuff. Like, so, and, and I'm, the reason why I asked that question is how has leadership changed over the last few years with the impacts of the pandemic and, and other, which has really been a transition, right. And from one norm to the next norm. So, so how has mm. leadership changed over the last few years? Yeah, this is something that I've been talking about actually a lot, Jason. I think, you know, for me, if I if I was to to go, what are the core attributes of leadership and what's important? Um, I don't actually believe that that has changed significant significantly. What I think has changed, there are two things that I believe has changed. One is the expectations that people have of their leaders have really changed markedly in the last couple of years. You know, the expectation that that I get treated as a human because we're all going through these very human experiences and our life and our work has become much more integrated than ever before as we've, you know, had to introduce flexible working and hybrid working and we've had lockdowns and all of those kind of complex complex um, situations that have arisen and have required um us to change how we think and do our life and our work. And so I think the expectation that people have of their leaders is really different. And, and it's not just about being more human. It's being about how to be more visible. It's about um, the whole connection and trust piece and how we communicate differently and, and so many things. And so employee experience and their expectation of their leaders has changed tr tremendously. And I think that more leaders. They've always been amazing leaders, right? There's there's been that that group of people that you look to and you go, wow, you really you're just stepping in and you're just being a leader. And but what I what I feel now is that all of those attributes that should have been there and present in all leadership, more leaders are now recognizing that actually they need to up their game, that leadership isn't just sitting in their role in their organisation, you know, holding a place on the organisation chart. It is I need to now start to embody more of these attributes that have really always been there, but we're now talking about them more and we're expecting that our leaders actually show up in a much fuller capacity as their leaders. So it's not just about critical decision-making and um, and setting the strategy and setting the vision. It's actually embodying that and being human and connecting with people and um, and recognising that we cannot just burn our people out and then, you know, let them go and get the next one and, and all of those sorts of things. So I think leadership itself or true leadership hasn't changed, but I think the recognition of it and the expectation of it have risen dramatically in the last couple of years. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with all of that being said, then, uh, you know, um, with these, you know, with all of that happening, how do leaders stay relevant? Lots to do, I think. <laughs> uh, lots to do. When I say that, well, well, I think some things we need to let go of and some things we need to embrace. And so how do you stay relevant? Well, I, I think firstly, just even being conscious that you need to be thinking about your leadership. You know, mm. how are you leading? Um, what else do you need to be doing? What should you be letting go of? Um, how do you look after yourself? I think leadership self-care has also become one of those things that's become uh, more talked about than perhaps it has been historically. It's so important because if leaders are going to sustain um, sustain their leadership, be relevant, be able to support their people and their organisations and their industries and communities and so on, 
then um, they have to look after themselves so they don't burn themselves out and, you know, run out of ideas and run out of energy and those sorts of things. So so I think um, leadership relevance is about actually practising leadership, not just assuming, oh, I've made it now, I'll just, you know, do what I do and continue to do that without change. The world has changed and to maintain relevance, we need to change and grow too because we cannot keep doing things the same way we did them a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, because the world around us, the context has changed in order for us to be relevant. We have to change and adapt as well. And so I think that's probably the key message for all leaders. You cannot stagnate. You cannot plateau. You need to always be, you know, looking for what's next for me. How do I learn and grow? How do I become a better leader or a better equipped leader? How do I need to be thinking about how I support and lead my people, you know, what is going on for my people, for my business, for my industry, that I should really be looking to how do I lead that? Mm. So before we go into uh, questions about your two um, latest books, um, how, how, you know, so what, what are, and you were speaking about, you know, well-being and wellness, and that's one of the you know, the hot topics that's being talked about as part of the benefits packets for, uh, you know, in, in, uh, inviting new employees into the workforce, into the labor force after the pandemic has taken place. So what, what are some of the other trends uh, that you've noticed that have taken place in leadership? Mm. Let me think. Okay. So I think that um, there's, there's so many um, we know that we have an issue with talent, finding mm-hmm. talent, keeping talent. I mean, that's always been, you know, a challenge, but it's really been exacerbated over the last couple of years. So employee experience, I think, has to be much higher on the agenda now. We really need to look at, as leaders, what are our employees, what, what are those people really wanting from their experience of work as part of their life because we know that everyone almost everyone anyway has reevaluated how does work fit into their lives and so the experience they have of that is going to be fundamental to whether they want to come and be part of your organization part of your team work for you as a leader or not so that's a big one i think that um, leaders need to be conscious of um, i think the the connection piece you know, are you a leader that I that I can know, like, and trust? You know, do I actually want to work with you? Is that the choice I make? And so the the focus that leaders have on how do they connect with their people? How do they be visible as leaders? You know, and by that, what I mean is, what's the evidence of them leading? How do I, as a person in your team, know that you are being my leader when perhaps we work in different locations Um, I may not communicate directly with you very often and that sort of thing. So how do I be a visible leader? How do I be a human leader? How do I I make sure that we've got good connection? And then another really key one, which unfortunately during the pandemic for a number of organisations they didn't pay a lot of attention to, is we must keep building the capability of our people because Mm. if we don't, A, they're not capable, which is not a great thing, and B, we're not kind of loving them enough. We're not investing in them enough. And so when they get a choice about whether I stay with you as a leader or whether I go to another opportunity, if I haven't felt 
like you want to invest in me and, and build my capability, I'm less likely to stay. You know, you haven't shown me a lot of, um, you know, loyalty in some ways in terms of investing in me. So why would I show you loyalty by staying? And so the desire to learn and grow, I think, is in many, many people and lots of research supports that. And so we've got to keep building capability. Um, and the other thing, of course, that building capability does you know, when we grow our people is it gives them the confidence to actually participate in what's going on. You know, if we've if we've got challenges, we've got complex situations and the rate of change is accelerating, we need people who feel like they can step in and contribute to those, you know, finding a way through those situations. And so if we stop growing our people, we don't, you know, help them to learn and, and give them new opportunities, then their ability to participate becomes um, compromised, I guess. And so that would be the other key, I'd say, got to keep building capability. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Thank you for that. So going to your books, uh, your, your latest two books, um, Power Up and You're On, Mute. You're on mm. Mute. Can you talk to us about that? Absolutely. Um, both arose th uh, through my observations um, of you know, how leaders was, were responding to the consequences of the pandemic, but really also highlighted things that have been there for quite a long time and so um, just became more visible. Power Up is um, came about because I was working with a lot of organisations and their leaders began to struggle as we were sort of 18 months into the real serious part of the pandemic. Leaders started to really feel the effects of that, of, of having to step up every day and have these constant demands and the complexity of the challenge and the, you know, all of the things that were going on. And they were finding it really difficult to remain um, positive and, and really engaged, focused and have high energy. Um, and so I did a, a work with a number of organisations and realised I needed to, to actually capture a lot of that because it was, it was really effective um, to capture a lot of that work and um, and share it more broadly and so that's where the power up book came from and it's really about helping leaders to have some ideas that they can implement in a fairly quick and simple way so making everything possible um, but those ideas that would help them to restore their energy to regain some of their positive mindset to of course build resilience but but give them ways that they could make simple changes for themselves that really had quite a profound effect on their ability to continue to face into that leadership complexity and um, and that they would be they would be ideas that they could continue forever, but also share with the people around them. And so the book is really about nourishing your leadership so that you can continue to lead. And uh, I've been really happy with uh, the stories that I hear from people who have you know, have taken some of the ideas and and really use them and 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 are just in such a better place because of that. So that's the first book, Power Up. The second one, You're on Mute, was um, really about getting leaders to recognise that in this new hybrid world and this world of working flexibly, that just being able to log into Zoom or Teams or whatever your platform is isn't the equivalent of leading online. <laughs> There's a whole lot more to it. And so it's that book is in two parts. One is what's the strategic approach 
that you have to leading in a virtual world for you and for your organization. And the second part is you individually, how are you showing up online? How are you leading online? How are you being visible in a virtual and hybrid world? And so it really asks a lot of questions of leaders to think beyond, oh my gosh, I've managed to log into Zoom and I've got my microphone on, to strategically, how do I position myself as a leader? How do I make sure that our organisation is actually optimising this new space of work rather than just trying to get through it, you know, and fumble through? It's a whole new skill set. And so, you know, leaders who perhaps are very charismatic, very influential in the room face-to-face, they didn't know how to do that online. And so asking some questions of them to to get them to think about, well, how could I do that online? How could I be much more proficient so that the technology doesn't get in the way of the experience of my leadership? And Mm. so that was what You're On Mute is about. And it was called You're On Mute because in 2020, the most used phrase in business was You're On Mute. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. I, yeah, I can bear witness to some of that being in Zoom training classes and whatnot. And yeah, mm. people are saying, say, yep, you're right. That's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So if you can uh, give our audience uh, three leadership tips. Ooh. <laughs> um, three leadership tips. I guess principles, I I think, one, recognise that you're always leading. Mm. And so because you're always leading, you're also always role modelling leadership. So just recognise what you're role modelling. The second one would would be, and I think it's around the self-leadership and self-care in order to be able to lead, you do need to look after yourself. And that ranges dramatically in what, what that actually is for each individual. But but recognise that in order to continue to lead, you must look after yourself. You know, prepare yourself to, to do the best version of your leadership. Um, and a third one, um, there's always more to learn. Mm. Very good. Very good. Very good. So uh, recognize that you're always leading. Look after yourself. And there's always more to learn. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Dr. Stacy Ashley, thank you so much. Uh, is there any closing comments um, or, you know, how can people get your services, get your books even? Yeah, great. Uh, so I'm on LinkedIn. If you'd like to follow me there, uh, my my website is stacyashley.com. Uh, my books are all on Amazon. So you can just check your local Amazon marketplace um, for those. Um, exciting news. I am coming to, uh, to North America uh, towards the end of this year. I'm not sure when the podcast will be out, but um, so that's exciting. So I'm hoping to meet a few people then. Um, what else can I tell you? Look, uh, for me, I, as you know, Jason, I just want to help as many people as I can and, and yes. um, put, put uh, leadership skills into as many hands as I can. So um, just, yeah, uh, contact me if you need help. Um, 
follow me on LinkedIn because I'm always, you know, posting and and sharing information that I hope is is valuable and useful. And um, and what I would say to to everyone is really, you know, recognize that it, regardless of your role, you can lead in that. And so, um, aspire, aspire to more. Very good, Dr. Stacy Ashley. It has indeed been a pleasure to have you back on the Leadership Is podcast. And as I said the first time, I'm going to say it again, this door is always open for you. Uh, looking forward to the great things. I, I, I wish I knew where you would be coming uh, in, the, in the States so that I could see if I could come and be a part of what you're going to be doing. Um, but listen, uh, other than that, thank you very much. My pleasure, Jason. Thank you again for inviting me back. Hey, thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 3, Episode 9, with my special guest, Dr. Stacey Ashley. She gave us three wonderful leadership tips. Number one is to recognize you're always leading. Recognize you're always leading, right? That means that, you know, your example, our example as leaders, the way that we talk and the way that we walk, right? We're always leading. That's that's an excellent tip. A second tip is look after yourself. Look after yourself. This is look after your, your mental health. Look after your physical health. Look after your professional health, right? Look after yourself. And the third tip that she gave us was, you know, always, um, there's always more to learn. There is always more to learn. Yeah, excellent leadership tips. The, the, the moment you think that you have learned it all, that's when you lose it all. Thank you very much, Dr. Stacy Ashley, uh, for these wonderful leadership tips. If you would like to know more or have a conversation with JM Leadership Development, as our primary goal is to assist your organization to fill or build your leadership bench, please do not hesitate to reach out. 828-333-7234 or you can send us an email at thejasonamohammed at gmail.com and we will respond promptly. In the meantime, please subscribe, like, and share uh, this podcast with your constituents, with your family and friends. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.